Episode of, of the Synth and Electronic Music Show brought to you by the Coastal Electronauts here in Windy Whitstable. My name's Peter Coit, coming to you from the Sonic Shed, and I'm joined by Clive Walpole across town in his Synth Emporium. Yes, hi Peter from the uh, uh, Quantum Punch Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's your week been, Clive? Any any new additions to your? synth collection yes yeah got another little uh, little electronic friend sitting in the corner now called the coma commander which is a, another form of controlling voltage controlled synths uh, uses uh, very much like a theremin and you can control two parameters on any synth or two synths at the same time with hand gestures mm. so i've been experimenting with that and um when we get together, I'll try to want to get it sort of as a mobile device as well. So I'm going to try and battery power it. And mm. so when we finally meet up, I'll be exploring that as well. Yes, it looks very, very good. It's on my gas list already. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, little, just a little box, but uh, it does a, does a lot. I do like different forms of uh, interconnecting with synths, not just the keyboard. Well, I actually got something from Coma this week as well. A, a field kit I'd ordered a while back. So it's just. Oh, this. yeah, the field kit, yeah. Well, that'd go well with the, um, with the commander as well, wouldn't it? Yeah. To connect with that. And they also made contact with a band I was in in about 1983. I put a picture up of us playing together with me with my SH 101 at the front with strap on. Yeah, yeah. And did your blonde hair in it as well. Yeah, it gathered some interest, and then I got in contact with the band, other band members I haven't seen for 35 years, is it? No. So hi to the Moef Gargars. Tonight we have the Moon Wiring Club, Node, Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow, Rodelius, Senkin, Roger Powell, Elizabeth Parker, Benj, Glynis Jones... Pauline Oliveras was well known for her sonic meditations and her work used practice and listening as a form of activism. Early on in the career she was interested in tape and electronic music and produced this piece Alien Bog from an improvisation using the Bookler Box 100 series with a tape delay. It was inspired by the sounds from a frog pond outside her studio. So I did a bit of a read up on her as well about the Bookler Box 100 which is like a compact version of the Bookler. Mm. A bit like a same sort of style of a VCS3, but very different technology. Well, the one the one that a lot of people use now is the um, Buckler Easel, which is like a little compact Buckler. But the big system is the 200, which is a massive sort of um, additive synth, modular additive. But the 100, I think, was designed as a compact version of that. Um, I'd imagine they're fairly rare now. Um, most, most of those sort of synths were, were sort of kept by universities and then sort of dumped into a 
escape mm. when they finish with them.
So next we have another member of the Radiophonic Workshop, Glynis Jones. Yeah, yeah, Glynis Jones. Yeah, she was totally... I thought I knew everybody that worked in the Radiophonic Workshop, and I just, a few weeks ago, came across her. Uh, kept trying to um, find information on her, kept coming up with Glynis Johns. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, and she worked there uh, in the sort of mid-70s. And she did stuff for um, Doctor Who and stuff like that, a lot of little... Um, radio jingle stuff, which which was the biggest output of the Radiophonic Workshop. But these, there were two big pieces I found that were longer pieces that were her own, you know, pro- I suppose you call them proper compos- uh, compositions. And uh, this is one of them, Veils and Mirrors, from 1975. Was it made for anything particular? Um, was I was it? think it must have been... Um, but I couldn't find out actually what program it went with. So it's, uh, but most of them were. And it's probably some radio documentary or something like that. A lot of them went with, yeah. Like the um, Blue Vales and Golden Sands that um, Daphne uh, Delia Derbyshire did, which was to, uh, about a documentary on the Sahara. So right. I imagine it's something like that. Okay. There we are, Vales and Mirrors. Thank you. 
Lovely voices in there, aren't they? Lovely voice textures. Interesting, yeah. That, and I think, I think a lot of it was done with the VCS3 as well. So they may have put voice, a lot of people put, put instruments and microphones through that synth to uh, process them, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, yes, processing. Yeah, he did a lot of sound processing. I think they used the ring modulator on it for the Daleks. Yeah. Originally. Definitely hear ring, ring modulation on that, aren't you? Hmm. Mm. Very good. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, it's nice to find something new um, that you you just didn't know about, and it just comes out. I do like. I was asked what I like about the show. Actually, you know, I learned stuff from you that I've never come across before. Mm. I just pick things up and. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So Ben Edwards, known as Benj, is an electronic musician, and he owns he owns an impressive amount of vintage synths. As I said before, we must have collected them while they're out of fashion and people getting rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people did do that, didn't they? Just, uh... Yeah, you got them from colleges or universities that were just been stuck in cupboards, not being used. And um, I think, I'm sure he's got a booklet. He's got, he's got a, a 200, I think. I think he has got a 200, yeah, booklet yeah. 200, yeah. He's got, he's got practically everything, I think. It's like, like a museum of... Since, really. He made an album called 20 Systems, which uses, which has 20 tracks made on 20 different synthesizers spanning 20 years. And the track I've chosen from it is uh, it's called 1973 Roland SH2000. Probably because I started off from Roland's, apart from my, uh, apart from my Wasp. Yeah, I nearly bought a 2000, but I got a cool 700 in the end, but listening to that, I didn't actually realise his range. Cause yeah. It, it was just like a little desktop synth. Right.
satisfying. Mm. So we're going back to uh, Radiophonic Workshop. Another member, Elizabeth Parker. Yeah, Elizabeth Parker. Um, she was one of the sort of later members to join the Radiophonic Workshop. She's famous for her Living Planet um, soundtracks. She's mm. a very sort of ambient sort of approach. And, uh, does a lot of recordings using, apparently using a voice and reprocessing a voice. But this track I found is from a, a, a Doctor Who episode called Time Lash from 84, and this mm. is called the Time Lash Suite, and it uses a, a PPG wave, which the um, Radiophonic Workshop purchased in about 1982, and it was a, it's a, essentially a digital synth, but, but it also is capable of playing samples that are reprocessed digitally. Right. Uh, it's interesting, a bit different from the sort of ambient stuff. So this is called Time Lash Suite from the Doctor Who 50th anniversary album.
certainly got that uh, wave table sound to it, hasn't it? It has, yeah, and it's almost um, sort of music concrete as well, isn't it? In, in, in some ways, with, with the sort of, some of the sort of percussive sounds in there. And I'm not that familiar with the PPG wave. I had a soft, soft version of it software. So, yeah. There's that chiffy uh, flute sound that's quite well known. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. It's, uh, got, it's certainly got its own unique sound. I just looked up, it was uh, Colin Baker as the doctor in this episode. Ah. I never a, really saw a lot of the episodes with Colin Baker. He's one of the ones Tom Baker, I used to follow. So we have another track from the Enigmatic Analog Mechanic. Yes. This is um, Eigengrau. Uh, it's a fairly recent thing I did. Um, and it uses an X synth, which is a little software synth on my um, tablet, which I play around with. To, to, I use it like a notebook usually to, to work out um, uh, sequences and things. And it also uses the Alchemy synth, which is a soft synth in layers. So, yeah, just just something I was playing with. What does eigengrau mean? Eigengrau is it's supposed to be the, the colour. It's a colour. It's a form of grey. So it's like a warm grey. It's the grey you're supposed to see when you close your eyes. Ah. So I thought it was quite an enigmatic sort of name. Yeah. I thought that was a nice idea. The the colour you see when you close your eyes. Thank you. 
very relaxing. Yeah, I was thinking a little bit how buddish with the little thing. Hmm. Lovely ostinato. Hmm. So we're going in, into into deeper space, to the cosmic furnace. Oh yes, the uh, the cosmic furnace. Let me, let me remember about that. <laughs> the dance of the nebula, nebulae, ninth century. Roger Powell. I think we've had one of Roger Powell's tracks before. I'm not sure. Remember, but yeah, he was he's a programmer, synth programmer, yeah. and a columnist as well. And uh, he was with a rock band called Utopia that I'm not sure, don't know a lot about, but he was with them. And, with the Todd Rundgren. Uh, oh, but that was, uh, yeah, oh, right. And uh, he does a lot of, I've got some tutorials by him because he's quite an aficionado of the uh, Arp Odyssey. So I've got right. a Roger, sort of pal, sort of cookbook of the Odyssey. Oh, nice. Interesting. So, yeah, this is from the album Cosmic Furnace. Yeah, 73. Called Lumia, Dance of the Nebula.
It was very far out. I think it was uh, <laughs> reminded me of my hippie days. <laughs> Free love in Essex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that might have been an ARP 2600 actually. Yeah. It did very ARP sound. So Sinkin is the band name of clone-based Jens Massel, who's on the Rastanoten label. And he seems to be into the more lo-fi, simple synths. I don't know much more about him, but um, I like the texture and directness of this track, which seems to suit the uh, Rastanoten aesthetic, and has some nice, bubbly, low-synth sounds. It's called Ping. Nice simple sound, nice simple name. Thank you. 
Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, it's very sort of bassy. It started off a bit sort of carpenterish, didn't it, with a very low bass or drone, which is nice. But it did sound, yeah, very, very bassy, bassy rhythms as well, wasn't it? But it uses a lot of little sort of synth boxes, you know, these little ones that are all coming out now, that's sort of experimental stuff. Sounds good. Well, another chap didn't know too much about until there was an article in the Electronic Sound magazine recently. Um, it was Rodelius, Hans Joachim Rodelius. He was originally from Berlin. He came out of the kraut rock scene in bands such as Cluster with Dieter Mobius and Harmonia. Um, and his, his latest release is he's, he's using equipment that he would have originally started off with, such as an organ and uh, a delay, and he's, he's used these to see what he could produce with that equipment now. Yeah, it's interesting, yeah, to use. Well, I do like the organ being used, I mean, it's an electronic instrument, and it's sort of, um, it's got a lot of range when you, you know, when you get into um, electronic organs. Mm. This track is from the album Vara Lieber, it's called Spiel im Wind.
presume that's played live. It's interesting. That was, um, it sounded like sequencing as well in there somewhere. It something was being sequenced or, or looped on the tape. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds, sounds very retro as well. It does, yeah. 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 A bit tubular belly yeah. in some way. You know, with the, the sound, I mean, oh, yeah. got that repetitive and with, with a delay on it and stuff like that. So there's a slight soundtrack theme tonight, with the uh, radiophonic pieces earlier. Mm. And I've been wanting to play something from the soundtrack work of Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow. Jeff Barrow was, was a drummer from Portishead and he's in the band Beak. And I've loved their work from with filmmaker Alex Garland. They seem, yeah, they seem to sort of avoid cliches and come up with really original and emotive sonics go well with the visuals. I couldn't decide whether to have something from Annihilation or, or Ex Machina, but I ended up choosing a piece from the latter called Turing Test. seems to change notes without you noticing. Yeah, yeah, sort of. 
Yeah, one fades into another. And yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's complicated as well because it sounds like it's got a lot of synths in it, a lot, a lot of um, modular stuff running, mm. sequencing and stuff. So I've chosen the track, one of my own tracks, which is from a a dance piece we did earlier this this year, just before lockdown. Actually, we premiered it last November. That you came to it at the Gulbenkian, didn't you? That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's called Diggers in the Floating Landscape. That's it. Yeah. Collaboration with Dora Frankel, choreographer. And I used, started off using field recordings from places along the North Kent coast that Turner had visited, and built textures and eventually melodies on top of those. Then we uh, performed it live, together with Martin Elliott on guitar and bass, and Helen Rathbone on cello. This is an extract from the Turner Prologue.
sort of the gamelan sort of sound. It's a sample instrument from sand iron. Oh. Mm. There's lots of recordings from boat bells that are mixed in as well. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, I like that. So we're on to Node. Mix. This is a track from there. I've only done two albums as far as I know. This is the second album from 2014. Uh, it's a band I like a lot. Node. Uh, this is a track called Doppler. He's a lot of vintage modular gear. Uh, the members are um, there's Dave Bessel, who was in Suede and Killing Joke, and Mel Wesson, who's probably a bit better known as a, of a, as a synthesist and is also obviously a producer. Uh, did music for sound design for uh, Batman Begins and Born Legacy. So and I think uh, it's produced Orbiton as well, the Peugeot. So he's got quite a wide range. Uh, I see they've got the uh, release on the Embodies Din records as well. That's right, yeah, it's on the Din Din label. Yeah. So this track is called Doppler. Tonight, 
quiet industry. I'll let you tell me about it. Quiet industry is by, uh, by the Moon Wiring Club and Space Dog, who's um, Moon Wiring Club. There's a guy called actually called uh, Ian Holton, and they're all from Ghost Boxes label. Um, and uh, Space Dog is um, Sarah Anglis as a, a Brighton-based. Um, Experimental musician, does done lots of stuff with robotic instruments and stuff like that. And this is sort of stuff there again, the, yeah, the, a lot of the stuff on Ghostbox, um, lot of the bands use uh, public service sort of broadcasts, things like that, uh, mixed in, so it's that kind of vibe. But, uh, it's quite, quite retro sound to it. Youth and Recreation is the album. Just as the jacquard loom weaves flowers and leaves. very much for listening again yes come back again next week listening to uh, for more eclectic electronic sounds we'll be uh, carrying on the conversation on our Facebook page of the Coastal Electronauts so join us there for more pinging spieling turinging dot blurring 